0: The Buddha said some 2,500 years ago, what you think and ponder becomes the tendency of your mind. Of course, modern psychology will now back this up, but the problem here, if you're anything like me, is that so many thoughts slip through awareness unnoticed. It's like awareness loves to hide itself, to get lost in its contents. And so I don't even realize what thoughts, what intentions and motivations are being cultivated. My actions then, when I'm not mindful, just continue to be propelled by the habit patterns of my conditioning. They're propelled by dogma. The good news is, the Buddha discovered something that really seems to help make mindfulness the habit of mind by practicing vipassana, or insight meditation. See for yourself, of course, but I think you'll find that as you cultivate more mindfulness through practice, you'll increasingly become aware of the contents of awareness. You'll see just how much power your thoughts have over you. You'll see how much they control your actions, as well as your internal state of being. And with this increased awareness, you can then live a more intentional life. You can be less reactive to your experience, less reactive to people and emotions. You can instead discern with wisdom what thoughts and actions
1: lend support to your heart, to your deepest values and aims through my own practice
0: of mindfulness one thing continues to grow very clear that there is no space between me and what is known that everything inter is and as this direct insight strengthens as the barriers between me and the objects of awareness dissolve as i continually fall back into the single realm of knowing, into the glue and container of all things, a quite miraculous feeling of unconditional love continues to expand in my heart and mind, which then leads my intentions more and more in the direction of compassion.
1: Compassion for myself, for others, and for the world. When Deepa Ma, a famously loving Buddhist practitioner and teacher, was asked
0: whether to practice metta or mindfulness, she replied,
1: "From my experience, there's no difference. Love and awareness are one. When you are fully loving, aren't you also mindful? And when you are fully mindful, is this also not the essence of love. Because all that you have and all that you can lend others is your mind.
0: If you cultivate mindfulness through formal practice, I have little doubt you'll find the practice of mindfulness itself to be an
1: act of love and compassion. Not only to yourself, but to everyone around you. And
0: so your intention for practicing then will be undertaken more and more
1: out of the benefit for the world, for experience. Now, this feeling of loving kindness
0: that I'm pointing to is quite different from Hollywood's version of
1: love. That is, love with attachment, romantic love, a grasping, limited love.
0: Loving kindness is not extended to us because of who we are, a child, friend, a lover, and it's not extended to us for what we've done or how we look. It's extended to us without conditions. It's extended to us merely because we are. We exist. We are bound up with the whole inextricably linked to the cosmos, to God, to awareness, or whatever else you want to call that which encompasses all things. Loving kindness, then, is simply the generosity and openness of heart that wishes well to all beings. And it's exactly this, the selfless, expectationless, and conditionless nature that I think you'll discover makes the quality or feeling of loving kindness so remarkable. One of the first things I think you'll find is that because it doesn't rely on things being a certain way,
1: it's always available. You can tune into love, into well-wishing, whenever you want. Another thing I think you'll find is that the feeling of loving-kindness
0: has a tremendous purity and fullness to it. Whether it's directed to another person or even to one's own experience, when the feeling of loving-kindness is present, there's no room for harmful thoughts. There's no room for
1: doubt or insecurity or hate or fear. A moment of metta is one of true purity. I think you'll also find that unlike conditional love, the feeling of loving kindness
0: is remarkably stable. In a world that knows only change, romantic love or love with attachment too often turns into disappointment, resentment, and jealousy when things don't last or go as expected.
1: The feeling of loving-kindness, however, is not easily shaken, since it's simply the wish, may you be happy. And finally, I think you'll find loving-kindness to be among the most expansive
0: states of mind. Unlike conditional love, where our capacity to love is limited by our time and attention. We can't be best friends or lovers with everyone.
1: The feeling of loving kindness knows no boundaries. The feeling of loving kindness, of goodwill, is wide open. It can
0: blanket the entire world. It can encompass and embrace all beings, in all space, and at all times.
1: It's entirely without boundaries. Incredible, no? When you really take
0: the time to explore the space of possible mind states, to connect with one that is so free, so stable, and without limit, shows, I think, just how special and inspiring loving-kindness is. There's this quote from the Sufi poet Hafiz that really captures this feeling of loving-kindness. It says, Even after all this time, the sun never says
1: to the earth, You owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. So, how can we cultivate loving kindness?
0: Well, you can be as creative as you want. Once you know and familiarize yourself with the feeling, there's plenty of ways to cultivate it. You can write letters to friends, family, and strangers to wish them well, to remind them of all the love they carry. You can go serve at a local shelter or school. When you speak with people, you can give all of yourself to them. You can look them in the eyes, wrap them in care and attention, really connect with them, really try to understand them. You can hold a door for someone. You can pick up some trash on the street or
1: smile at the clerk in the checkout line. You can count your blessings before you fall to sleep or acknowledge a good deed.
0: But because our states of mind have been deeply conditioned by so many outside influences, because so many of us have been conditioned to carry feelings of ill will or insecurity towards ourselves, because so many of us have been taught to fear and hate other people, Because so many of us have learned to close our hearts and our minds. It's extremely important that you actively build a formal practice of loving kindness. It's important you work hard to unwind all the unhealthy habits you've developed over the years. That you commit yourself to rewiring all those neural pathways with some love fiber.
1: As the Buddha said, with dripping drops of water, the jug is filled. Again, build a practice that works best for you. But here
0: are a couple ways that have helped me to grow this feeling of loving kindness into something quite extraordinary, into something I didn't even know was possible,
1: and which continues to surprise me. First. Every morning, I start my mindfulness
0: meditation by asking myself sincerely and honestly, why am I doing this? Why am I choosing to sit here investigating the nature of my own mind? And right then, when I pose this question, I realize that I keep showing up every morning because I've seen and felt that this practice is actually changes my capacity for experience. It continues to expand, enrich, and enhance it. It makes me better situated in each moment and in each encounter to engage more wisely with whatever
1: is arising, with whatever is in front of me. This is good for me, of course. But it's also
0: good for everyone around me. It's good for my relationships.
1: It's good for my writing. It's good for my being in the world. I realize then that I'm not practicing merely for myself. I'm
0: practicing for every relationship and encounter I have with others and with the world. I sit here and observe my mind because I genuinely want to be a better friend. I want to be a better son to my parents, a better brother to my siblings.
1: I genuinely want to be a better person. I want a better world. And I recognize that my
0: mind is the only vehicle I have to reach these ends. So. By practicing mindfulness right now, I'm preparing for every moment and interaction to come. My mindfulness practice, then, is itself an
1: expression of loving-kindness, not only to myself, but to the world. Another way I cultivate loving-kindness is by concentrating on the feeling
0: itself. For extended lengths of time. In contrast to mindfulness meditation, then, where I sit in open awareness, not concentrated on any particular thing. In a formal meta practice, my goal is very narrow and directed. I try to spark the feeling of loving kindness, and then hold on to it and
1: enhance it for as long as I can. I think I'll find this beneficial in a few ways. First, if
0: you make it a habit through practice, you'll find that loving kindness will become your tendency of mind. And second, I think you'll find that by practicing in this way, your concentration will increase. And when your concentration increases, so does your capacity for mindfulness which then increases your capacity
1: for wisdom. And so your life just continues to spiral upward. Well, thank you for joining me today. You really are an infinite expression of love. Can you feel that? If not, Keep working to clean out your awareness of all those stories, of all those empty concepts, of all those illusions, until you connect directly to experience,
0: until you are no longer separate from the space in which everyone
1: and everything is known. This is love. Not yours or anyone else's. It's just love. Until next time.